Wisdom Beyond the Classroom. Accelerate your learning, master your mindset, and believe in yourself. What would you love to learn that you weren't taught in school, which could add tremendous value to your life? The Wisdom Beyond the Classroom podcast is for teens, their parents, and the rest of us. Set out to do just that, because we are never too young or too old to learn something new. All right, we are joined here on Wisdom Beyond the Classroom with one of my favorite people on the planet, Alonzo Cahoon. Alonzo happens to be my mentor and coach right now this this year in 2021. It's been uh, an amazing experience. And Alonzo and I actually met a few years back when I volunteered for Unleash the Power Within, one of the events at Tony Robbins. He has led um, the security team for Tony Robbins for years, um, and the, the wisdom that this man has is remarkable, and I know it would be such a benefit to people listening to have him on here. So uh, I am not going to give him any more introduction than that, because I think he actually can give a much better introduction than I can. So without further ado, Alonzo, take it away. Well, thank you, Ryan. And it is truly an honor to, to get to be here with a man who took the time to write such an amazing book. You know, and, and I would tell people, if you haven't taken the time, read Wisdom Beyond the Classroom. You might be surprised at what you find. You know, in life, we get so many opportunities to be introduced or have someone introduce us or, or have the pleasure, like I do here, of having someone that gives you this amazing thing called transfer of trust. And oftentimes when someone introduces you, they tell everybody about all of the victories in your life, how rich you are, how famous you are, how amazing you are. And the funny thing is, is most of the people I know, including myself, for all of those things, they all arrived because of the struggles that we went through in life. It was the adversities that come along that you, you went through, that you endured, and that you survived on the other side. And so... To me, I think that, you know, yes, we could tell you how rich and how famous and how wonderful I am. And really what I would rather paint is a picture of, I'm just a human being just like you. I'm, I'm a young man from the, the West Coast of the Rocky Mountains. And, and I call myself young even at the age of 56. I've got the opportunity to be married to an amazing woman for 23 years now we've been together. I have four children, I have seven grandchildren. I have had the opportunity to serve in the United States Marine Corps. And as Ryan mentioned, I had the opportunity to work alongside of Tony Robbins for many years. These are things that I don't typically tell people when I'm introduced. And the reason is, is that I don't want you to think that I'm Tony Robbins and I don't want you to think that I'm the Marine Corps. And I don't want you to think that I'm just a married man because I'm none of those things. I'm a human being, a human being that has learned to think for myself, to take the information and the data that's around me and use it to make a better place and to serve the world. So I'm not anything special. I'm no different than you. I've just learned how to use the majority of the pieces that exist inside of me and I enjoy continually learning those things. 
which makes me kind of chuckle because here I am, I get the great opportunity to sit here with Ryan and have a conversation. And he talks about wisdom beyond the classroom. <laughs> and quite frankly, I didn't make it to too many classes when I was going to school. Uh, you know, I went right straight into the Marine Corps when I was 17 years young. And, and I've just been forging forward since then, which is probably one of the reasons why most of my thinking is outside the box, because I didn't have to overcome the education I received because I didn't receive. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. And going back to when I met you, Alonzo, and I volunteered at the Tony Robbins event, and um, I had the opportunity to be a part of the security team with you. But it was, it was, you're whittling down people, right? It was like a bunch of people and you're saying, oh, not all of you are going to make it. And I was like, whoa, I want to be a part of this. This guy, it just sounds like it's going to be incredible to be around him. And so you are in a sense, I, I feel like um, we could be around hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people. And you are like the alpha dog, you know, <laughs> you are, I mean, like, you know, men respect you. Um, but you also have a side of you that's, you know, loving, kind, compassionate, you're a great listener, you're a great communicator. And so, you know, uh, men love and respect you, women love and respect you. Um, where did you kind of forge this alpha, if you will, but then you forge it so that you're also all the other things that that make you really well rounded? Years of experience. <laughs> uh, I'm truly honored by, by hearing that. Um, the thing is, is when you truly go in with the intention to serve, to give back, to not be in charge, but take responsibility for the people that are in your charge, it really gives you an opportunity to observe humanity and what they really need. Not just what they want, but what they need. And one of the great experiences that I had was, was with this guy named Tony Robbins. And if you know Tony very well at all, what you would know is, is Tony's desire is, is that every human being have at least as much power as him. At least. You know, when you think about unleash the power within, awaken the giant, you know, this is Tony's way of attempting to get the message across. And so working alongside of him, I got the opportunity to live his mission. And I got to live this mission for the better part of 17 years. So I got to, to not only lead, but direct and, and work inside that organization. And the whole purpose of me being there was, was to help people get unstuck from the, the magic, the energy that felt so good of being there and actually go ahead and take the resistance, add some of the plates of the principles that Tony teaches and execute upon them. And that's how I come across Ryan. And Ryan was one of those students that really took and said, what is it and what is there? The thing that I learned through all of those years and through all of the personal development that I've done is, is that the true thing that you really get to the opportunity to master is this thing called repetition. And the more of the things that you do on a regular basis, and we all do them, the better you get at them. You know, there's this word that's floating around and a lot of people think that it's a bad word, but it's not. And it's called addiction. The funny thing is, is you're addicted to how you brush your teeth. You're addicted to the way you take a shower. You're addicted to the way you eat breakfast. You're addicted to the way you drink water or whatever it is that you do drink. 
Because what happens is, is we go along in life and there's so many people that are telling us what to learn, what we should think, but how many people are actually slowing down enough to say, how do you think? If we, if we actually took that into account, what we would find is, is that every human being on the planet goes through what's called a level of learning. Typically, there are four stages to this level of learning. Now, there's the academia style that will tell you that, you know, you're, you're, you're unconsciously incompetent, you're consciously incompetent, or you're consciously competent, or you're unconsciously competent. If you take that and you break it down in layman's terms, there's things that you don't know and things that you can't do. There are things that you know of, but you still can't do them. There are things that you know that if you concentrate, you can do, but the moment your concentration's broke, you no longer can do it. And there are things that you do that you don't even think about. You just do them. And if you don't believe me, all you got to do is look at most people driving cars. In the beginning, the first time you got in a car and they told you 10 and 2, and they told you, here's the gear shift, and there's the brake pedal, and maybe a clutch, and a gas, and turn signals, and oh yeah, stop sign, and all of these things. How many people found themselves nervous, shaking like a poodle, passing a peach seed on that first drive? Mm. Yet you look down the road a little bit, and you say, okay, well, what happened? Because this is the same person that's driving along, eating a sandwich, talking on a cell phone, driving their car, headed somewhere. You know, it's amazing to me that we think it's so amazing, these autonomous cars. Well, we've had autonomous lives for a long time. So if people could be more educated on how many things that are going on around them, that they're going through these levels of learning, and how many things that we've become addicted to that aren't necessarily in the best interest of you. You know, if you look you may have learned something and it may have worked during that period of time. But if you continue to use the thing that worked at this period of time, it doesn't work at this period of time. So how many things did we pick up and learn along the way that become limitations instead of advantages? If we understand this levels of learning, we can, we can embrace it and we can utilize it for our own power. This is awakening the giant. This is, thinking and becoming rich. This is a law of success. This is the five major pieces of life's puzzle. This is communication that has been attempted to give to mankind since the beginning of time. The challenge is, is that a lot of times this message is difficult to get down to people because a lot of times it's being spoken from a pedestal of academia down to what would be a level of new learning. If academia would come down to the level and say, let's walk through it, mm -hmm. it, it might offer a different type of opportunity. Mm -hmm. is one of the things that really excited me about your book is, is that, you know, the word wisdom, it's such a powerful word, you know, and a lot of times we, we look and we say, well, the people that are wise are people that have had lots of experience, they're older and you know that might be some concept that you learned along the way but it's not necessarily true wisdom 
doesn't mean experience. It doesn't mean age. I know lots of people that are in their 50s that aren't very wise. And I know lots of children that are 15 and 17 that are wise way beyond their years. Because wisdom is having the ability to look into your future and ask yourself, what are the consequences, good and bad, to the decision or action I'm about to take today? Because the consequence will show up. When, when you have people that strive, such as yourself, to get that message out, you truly see what it means to be a servant leader of humanity. And it's exciting to me. That's what I've been exposed to in probably the last 25 to 30 years of my life. I really didn't start applying it until I was 34 years of age. From 34 on, I really started embracing this thing called personal development. Not as in Chasing Tony or Jim Rohn or any of the other greats that are out there, Brian Tracy. Really understanding that personal development is called personal development for a reason. It's personal. How well do you know you? You know, there's a magnificent song that Kenny Chesney put out, and it's called Rich and Miserable. And in the beginning of that song, it shows all of these kids in this great lecture hall, and it shows this great professor standing up there, and he's, he's asking people, you know, how much do they know about themselves? What makes you tick? You know, each of us is different. Each of us is our own spice that we add to the world. How much do you know about you? And what I know in my own experience, I didn't start learning that until I was in my 30s. And I'm grateful that I did. And I'm also grateful for people like Ryan who are taking the time to say, hey, what if we could get this to where people didn't have to wait until they were 30? And those people are the ones that are knocking on the door saying, how do we get this message so that it would be heard? Because the funny thing is, is most of this stuff, I was told while I was growing up. Unfortunately, I was told. And I don't know how many of you remember being a kid. I'm thinking a few of you were. But how many times did you listen to those around you? And, it's, and it was a great opportunity for me to ask that question. Why didn't I listen? What was it that created the blockage between the information that was available and me? And I think a lot of times it's because we weren't talked to. We were talked at. And that's one of the things that I love about what Ryan's doing is, is that he's He's attempting to create that conversation of talk to, and it's magnificent people like him that will help that information get to a, an age group that those people, as they go through their life, will really affect humanity as a whole. So I think that this is a true honor. Mm. Well, thank you for saying that, Alonzo. I really appreciate that. And um, wow, that was that was a lot of, of wisdom, if you will, that you just uh, <laughs> unleashed. And um and I'm not going to uh, sit and ponder that uh, too much right now. I've got just a, uh, other questions I want to move on to, but thank you very much for that. Um, in our time together, we know this word, educo. Um, can you give us a little bit of information about educo and why that's important? Absolutely. Uh, I would love to say it's mine, but it's not. Um, it's a Latin word. 
it's a derivative. Education comes from the Latin word educo. And if you, if you understand the word educo in the Latin terms means to induce, to draw from within. It's that, that internal intelligence that we were born with. And, and it's really easy to see if you look for it. But oftentimes we're in such a hurry to move forward, we lose the fact that the education was already there in us. How do we draw it out? How do we teach children what they already know in a form that they already know it? And that could cut the education cycle in half easily. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's already within us. It's about drawing it out of us. Absolutely. And a lot of that, I feel like um, in being able to do that, we need to have a, a better relationship with failure, wouldn't you say? Um, well, I love the question, and I'm, I'm kind of not going to answer it. <laughs> um, I love that. Uh, they, you don't have to. Go ahead. Well, what, what I wanted to say is, is that is, you know, informing that conversation, if we started really noticing how intelligent, what a mechanism we started out as, I wonder what would happen if we polished on what was already there instead of attempting to create something brand new. Mm. You know, I think that you got an amazing son. His name's Leon, correct? Mm-hmm. And you even have a brand new little bundle of joy, Vivi. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yep. And the funny thing is, could you tell me at what point did you jump down on your knees and say, Leon, little buddy, it's time you learn to walk? <laughs> could, you, could you tell me, was that eight months, nine months, 10 months, 12, 14? What point did you have that conversation? Yeah, that's a great question because never did, right? It just started happening a little bit before he was one years old. You know, if we got mesmerized and thought, how in the world, this is a thing that can't even communicate. There's, there's no linguistics going on. How did that little mechanism know to walk? Mm. Then we could really start to grasp that word of educo. Mm-hmm. Because it came from within that child. Leon knew. And he watched dad and he learned these principles about it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It matters that you kept going. Mm-hmm. How did that little kid know that? What if we became curious of that? Mm. And what if we polished that in them and let them know that every one of them is intelligent in their own way? Mm-hmm. What if the parameter that we use to measure intelligence or intellect was different Mm. what if we started showing every kid that you know what you're just as smart as anybody else because how many of you walk Mm -hmm. and if that kid could learn to walk and you could learn to walk and nobody taught you how to do it Mm -hmm. then isn't your intellect just as good as anybody else's Mm -hmm. i think that magic would start a conversation that would start helping kids go wait a minute I don't need to be 50. And the funny thing is at 56, for all of those people that think I've got my shit together, 
I'd like you to know I'm doing a real good job bluffing. <laughs> I get the same opportunity as that, that little year old every day to get up and go, how am I going to learn to walk? What am I going to, what am I going to learn today? Because just like a tree, we don't stop growing. Mm. Or do we? Mm. You know, unfortunately, I think that our education system is designed to put us in a trance. Mm. To stop you from thinking, from stop you from using that imagination. That same imagination that helped you walk when you were a year old is the same thing that's going to help you when you're 50 years old. Mm. What if they didn't have to overcome that in their 20s? pay all the prices for that in their thirties to wake up at 50 and go, Oh, I could have done it differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, some really good points and a lot to, to think about and digest there, but absolutely it's within us. And um, so much of that comes in a, in a belief about ourself. And you had mentioned that when you wake up in the morning, you know, you're, you're starting off and, and you want to do your best. Um, I know that, and you and I have talked about this with the morning routine before, and you and I are big on gratitude. Um, can you just talk a little bit about gratitude and, and really what that does for us, not only for perhaps the day, but just in general? Absolutely. That's a great question, Ryan. You know, the, the thing is, is all of the people that are watching this have computers. And the, the funny thing is, is if you want something to come up on a computer, you do what? Yeah, you have to, well, you have to type it in. You have to look for it. You have to search you load for it. it. Mm -hmm. you, you load it, mm -hmm. you know? So if, if I want this plant, I go get that seed. Mm. Does that make sense? Yep. Well, this computer that we have is the model for the computer that you're watching this on. Mm -hmm. And whatever we ask it, whatever we say, download this is what's in there. Mm. And so in, in a world full of vibration, if we don't put something there on purpose, then whatever the predominant vibration of the world will show up. Mm. So you know, things like I'm not enough or I'm afraid or I've, I'm afraid of poverty. Mm. I won't be loved. I'm not good enough. I don't fit in. Those are easy vibrations. They come to us naturally. Mm. So if I'm not planting there something there on purpose, then those are things that are coming. Mm. And, and we all get them. Even if you plant, they still come. Having a habit or a ritual, and it depends upon whether you're masculine or feminine or, you know, what, what, really makes you drive what makes you tick you know back to that whole different strokes for different folks but if you've got more of a linear thinking and you're more of a logic base you might be considered someone that would be more masculine a very good disciplined regimented routine would be very beneficial to you you know taking the time to plant the seeds in the garden in your mind that you want so that those will germinate throughout the day and you can get those harvests mm -hmm. If, if you're a feminine, it's where in the day, 
because there's certain times during the day that you'll feel better about doing it than others. Masculine doesn't matter. It isn't about how it feels. It's about the value system that's constructed that helps you fire. So one of the things about a lot of the things that we learn is, is um, there's, a, there's a great cartoon that's out there. It's probably been around and most people have probably seen it. But there's a great cartoon that shows this teacher sitting behind a desk and it says, today, we're going to learn about climbing trees. And then the camera turns around and it shows the classroom. Mm. And in that classroom, we've got zebras and we got elephants and we've got rhinoceroses and we got hippos and we got a jaguar and we got a monkey and we got a snake and we got an alligator. Mm. The funny thing is, is that's a great representation of a classroom. Mm -hmm. Because the fact of the matter is, is not everybody's going to climb a tree the same. A monkey's probably going to do really, really good at it. Mm. But an alligator is going to struggle. Mm -hmm. A snake might do okay. Mm -hmm. A giraffe is going to be in the tree, but it's not going to be there because it climbed. It's just that's where it's naturally at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But all of those creatures that do not have the ability to climb you know, could you imagine how a shark feels? Hmm. He's like, can't we just learn something about water? <laughs> you know, so I think one of the challenges that comes is, is, yes, I think meditation, priming, routines, all of those things are valuable. Mm -hmm. But more invaluable than, than those things is who are you? This is one of the things that I'm the most passionate about is finding... Who are you? What modality is best for you? Mm. How many times do people say, well, wait a minute, let's figure out what's best for you. Mm. In fact, how many times do you do it for yourself? You know, it's one of the great opportunities that I had to get to meet this magnificent man named Ryan. You know, I met him at a time in his journey where he was experiencing the roses and traveling the world but he had this great desire that was inside of him. But he didn't very much slow down and connect with it. And when he did, man, in a short period of time, the guy's married, he's got children, bought a house, changed his whole life, wrote a book, has really got in touch with this passion to go out and free the world from that prison of multiple choice. Hmm. You know, so I think that there's so many great things that are out there and it's so easy to get inundated and overwhelmed. It's taken me 20 plus years to live this, test it, check it out and be able to give it because I live it. There's so many people that are out there. They've heard it. It sounds great. It's wonderful. They want the whole world to know about it but they kind of skip the live it part, mm. which is why execution is a rare activity. Mm. What I can say is, is that Ryan has consistently executed towards making this something that is out there for the world. And he's consistently looked at how can I get this to the adolescent child? How can I get this communication to the mother and father that is attempting to learn how to grow through having adolescent children? Because I don't know about you, Ryan, but when I left the hospital, I must have been in a rush because every time I get home, I cannot find the owner's manual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 
I have struggled every time. Hmm. I must have butterfingers from when I leave the hospital. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, having two kids under two. I mean, it is uh, about the greatest joy of my life ever, but uh, they're definitely challenging moments and uh, every day is an adventure. That's for sure. Um, I want to uh, thank you for what you just said. That was awesome. Uh, I want to uh, shift the focus just a little bit on uh, the fact that you are you are a coach. Uh, you're my coach and mentor for for this entire year of 2021. And uh, as someone that's a student and teacher, when it comes to some of these um, Napoleon Hill books, um, what are well, first of all, you incorporate some of these Napoleon Hill books into your coaching, you know, such as um, Think and Grow Rich and, and The Law of Success and, and a few others. Um, uh, so the question for you is, uh, because I don't actually know this, how long have you been coaching now and why do you use Napoleon Hill books in your coaching? Great questions. Well, what I do with Napoleon Hill, I think Jim Rohn stated the very best. Jim Rohn said, there are, new, there are no new principles on this planet. There are just many variations of communicating the same principles. Mm -hmm. So why reinvent the wheel when the wheel has already been shaped? Mm -hmm. So to me, there are four positions that a person could be in. Mm -hmm. One is there's a lot of people that have opinions. In fact, I think everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. The challenge with opinions is, is they're just like another part of our body that everybody has, and most <laughs> of it stinks. <laughs> the second position that we have is, is being an educator, being a teacher, and it's a valuable piece. The thing about education is, is that most of the time education is something that has been cognitively learned that you're, you're cognitively bestowing. That means that I'm teaching you what I know in a literature form. It's not something that we're necessarily applying. Mm. Mm -hmm. The third position you could be in is to be a mentor. Mm. A mentor is someone who has done something so many times they could get that result with their eyes closed mm -hmm. a mentor typically is somebody that doesn't want to know your opinions your ideas your thoughts they want you to follow the directive to get the result that you said you wanted mm -hmm. they know how to get it the way they know how to get it changing it would not be a benefit to them because it has not helped them achieve what you're talking about mm -hmm. and lastly there's a coach and I think that this word coach is um, like a lot of words, it's misused mm -hmm. or misdiagnosed. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't even like to use the word associated with me, yet I understand why it is. Mm -hmm. I would prefer being called a mental mechanic. Mm -hmm. I think that every human being is just like a high performance machine. And if you tune it correctly, you can get maximum horsepower out of it. So, but a coach is somebody that is supposed to have a set of skills 
that helps them set their life down and be 100% focused on you and looking and observing how do you operate? What are the little blocking points? What are the things that you need to be aware of about you? In other words, you're practicing the art of observation so that I can tell you, you know, when you get upset, you get a big wrinkle right here in the middle of your forehead. When you're sad, you know, what are the things that happen so that you could recognize, oh, I'm running a pattern of being sad. Oh, I'm running a pattern of being angry. And so a coach is somebody that observes you and you've told that coach where you want to go. Now, how do I observe the things that you're doing that are stopping you from getting where you want to go? What are the things that are in that gap? How do I come up with a question that exposes those things so that you can see them? A coach isn't smarter than you, isn't better than you. It is 100% someone that is a confidant that you're saying, I'm going to open the doors. I'm not going to I'm not going to live that face mask that I let the world see. I'm going to, I'm going to let all my fears, all of my worries, I'm going to let them all out so that someone can observe them and see what's stopping me from getting where I want to go. Mm. So those are the four positions that I believe that a person could be in. So in, in your life this year, part of what I am is, is I'm a teacher. Mm. I'm teaching you the information that I've learned. I'm doing that with the assistant of one of the greatest teachers on the planet, Mr. Hill. Mm -hmm. I'm also mentoring you because not only am I teaching this material, I've been living this material for the better part of 25 years. Mm. And I've had some tremendous success and some catastrophic failures along the way. Mm. But I can show you how to arrive at that and I can do it consecutively. And lastly, I get the opportunity to coach you as a person. So on the side of teaching this class, I also get to coach you. And during, during those times that we get to coach, I can help you, I can tutor you in your teaching, I can mentor you, or I can coach you depending upon how you show up and what you're asking for. So I think it's important for people to understand you could be any one of those four. Now, what I've learned is, is Unless someone is asking my opinion, I've learned to keep this to myself mm. because my opinion belongs to me and applies to my life. The moment that I give my opinion, I'm projecting my life onto someone else. And so I have attempted, I'm not 100% successful, but I'm very much practiced at not giving my opinion. So I typically am in one of the three. Napoleon Hill took the time to write some magnificent books. And I think that if you really study Napoleon Hill, some of the most magnificent things that he wrote was the things that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you follow Napoleon Hill, he, he's wrote some really magnificent books. And the one that most people are really familiar with is the book called Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's been noted the number one business book around the world for many years. Mm -hmm. But the funny thing is that wasn't his first book. His first book was actually off of what he taught, and it was called The Law of Success. But it looks like an encyclopedia, and a lot of people steer away from it because it, it's a behemoth. It's like saying, okay, we're going to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so 
that book wasn't very successful. Mm-hmm. Then along came Think and Grow Rich. In between that, he wrote several manuscripts that were not published. When Think and Grow Rich was published, it had a fairly successful journey, but it really got successful when they started coming out with what's called the Action Pack. Now, this one came out in the 1940s, 1946. Mm. And the Action Pack really started giving some teeth, some executable steps that went along with the teachings inside of Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And if you read the book, especially the Action Pack, it states on page 105, read this book three times. Mm. Do not stop. Do not hesitate until you have read this three times. For after you have, you won't want to stop in your study of this. Mm-hmm. So I went through a process as I was learning all this. And I read Think You Grow Rich. And I had read it multiple times. Then I read The Law of Success. And as I read The Law of Success... I did the exact same thing. I read it three times, mm-hmm. the exact same way as Thinking Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And I was astounded because every seminar, every teaching, every learning that I'd traveled all over the world, I had spent millions of dollars gaining this from today's world, only to find out that I could have got it for $57 in two books. Mm-hmm. So that was really surprising to me. Then I, then I started learning about some of the other manuscripts, and he's got a book called How to Raise Your Own Salary, which is a fabulous actual interview, so the cover and the title is very misleading. Hmm. It's more a point-by-point discussion between him and Mr. Carnegie. Mm-hmm. And as of in the last 11 years, there was another book that was released that had been held back, and it was written in 1948, and it's called Outwitting the Devil. Mm-hmm. And that one is really kind of magical because if you understand the book, Think and Grow Rich, at the very end of the book, at page 256, it states that everything that you have learned up to this point is useless. Mm. Useless, absolutely. So you read 256 pages and it's useless Mm. if you cannot overcome this last component. And it's called the six ghosts of fear. Mm. So as I put programs together and I help people to gain these principles, you go to how to raise your salary, you go to the law of success and outwitting the devil, you've got the same process. Because when you close with outwitting the devil, what you'll find is, is this elusive devil, his majesty, is merely that internal voice inside of ourselves. Mm-hmm that has been implanted from society in the fears of human beings. We do not have to take that vacation. You do not have to pack your bags and allow his majesty to run your life. Mm. Although, and it's funny because there's so many different places that this is quoted throughout society that 98% of the people on this planet have no idea what they want or where they're going. Mm. The funny thing is, is in that very book, it says, that 98% of the people belong to those negative thoughts in your own mind. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So that's Napoleon Hill. And that's part of the reason that I utilize him. Um, Again, Mm. it also gives you the opportunity to practice that one amazing skill, which is called repetition. Mm. 
Because anything that you repeat over and over will become a habit. The habits that we repeat over and over become conditioning. Mm. And anything that you've conditioned over a long period of time, you become addicted to. Mm. Whether it is true or false, relevant or irrelevant, has no difference. Mm -hmm. That process works. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. That, that's amazing. Uh, that was a very wonderful, thorough answer as to why you use Napoleon Hill books. And it makes complete sense. Um, as someone that, as I mentioned, that <clears throat> Alonzo is, has been for this year, uh, 2021, my, my teacher, my mentor, my coach, my mental mechanic. Um, if this is something that is of interest to you to have someone like that in your life. I mean, he is, he is the best of the best. Absolutely. Um, without a doubt. And, and I think that when you have someone like that in your life, I mean, it really is an investment in yourself. It's not, it's not that you're just spending time or spending money. It is an investment in yourself. That's going to compound many, many, many times over. I, I truly believe, and um, I am uh, forever grateful for my time that I've had uh, with Alonzo. Um, I'm going to wrap this up here in a couple questions, Alonzo. Um, one is, um, what are you presently working on? Uh, what are you presently, I, I'd say, or, or looking forward to for the, for the rest of the end of the year in 2021? And then what are you looking forward to here uh, moving forward in 2022? Great questions. Um, most of my year is planned out before the end of January. So I'm really excited to wrap this year up really strong. Mm -hmm. And I'm going into a phase that I call the planning phase. Mm -hmm. And so it's writing out and developing a plan for next year. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I really get excited about. You know, so many people, you know, they set a week aside or they set a day aside. You know, I look at November is the opportunity to start the plan, to perfect the plan so that come January 1, mm. you can put the plan to work. And so that's really what I'm working on right now. Um, as far as what's coming up, uh, I've got a 15-year-old uh, daughter that will be driving this next year. So mm -hmm. right now I'm practicing putting the seatbelt on. <clears throat> uh, and I'm really excited for that. She's, she's doing a magical job. And, and I'm excited for the growth that's coming. As far as the plan, it's not developed yet. So mm. I wouldn't want to give that answer. Right on. Well, I love that. And uh, I love it also because I'm part of that. I'm, I'm, I'm still being uh, taught, mentored, coached uh, with you. So I, I love that I get to be doing that with you here um, for the remainder of the year. If uh, you were able to, Alonzo, give yourself one piece of advice. If you could go back in time and give yourself some advice, your 18-year-old or 17-year-old self, what would you say to yourself? Mm, what a great question. You know, the funny thing is, is uh, there were so many people that said these things, I just couldn't hear them. Mm. So as I think, you know, would you go back, what would you say? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it makes me think of that little kid that's walking. And I think what I would say is, is I would say, keep going. You're going to do fabulous. Mm. 
it's going to be an amazing life. Mm. And I would just encourage the living shit out of him. Mm. I would tell him that, you know what? It's, it's all possible. Anything that you can conceive and believe you can achieve. Mm -hmm. And I will always be here believing in you until you believe in you as well. Mm. Wow. I love that. That's awesome. And uh, certainly very, very true. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And uh, the more we believe in ourselves, it's like we, we're creating this energy and we create this momentum and uh, we, we really are propelling ourselves forward in doing so. So Alonzo, if somebody wants to find you um, and uh, you know, send you a message or, or is interested in your coaching, where can they find you? Oh, I appreciate that. Um, number one, you can look Ryan up and, uh, and he'd give you directions really easily. If, if Ryan's not available because he's so busy giving the world a little bit of wisdom, mm. you can always go to creatingspectacular.com. Mm -hmm. Inside of creatingspectacular.com, if you go to About Us, it's got some platforms that you'll see there called the three Ps or the round table. Mm. Typically, that's where I direct people first because those are, those are group meetings that we do with groups. Mm -hmm. They're totally free. You can see exactly what we do, how we do it, and why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. if you're looking to get a hold of me as a coach you can do it there as well if if you're in a spot where you know what i'm i'm really in a bad place and i don't have time to dilly dally around and you're really a person of action mm -hmm. and you can convince me that you're going to do what you're talking about doing mm -hmm. then go ahead and send me a text message mm -hmm. my phone number is 435-979-2261 I will typically respond to text messages within 48 hours. If you call me, you're probably not going to get a hold of me. I run a very tight schedule, but you can leave me a message and I typically return those within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. If you want to email me directly, you can email me at redcahoon at gmail.com. That's R-E-D-C-A-H-O-O-N. And you know the rest. So. What I would say to you is, is that the world is a wide open place. And if you went back and thought about how amazing it was when you were that little kid learning to walk, what if you started today from wherever you are, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 70 years old, and what if you started really learning to walk and pulling in from inside of you? What I think every person on the planet would find was we were designed to love and take care of one another, to give back that all of the bickering and fighting that's going on is stuff that was created by that 98% voice. Mm -hmm. And when you put a muzzle on that, what, a, what an amazing thing. What people can do is astounding. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that you took the time to interview me and allow me to speak to the people that you're touching. And I'm truly honored to be a guest here and to be a part of your life. Thanks, Ryan. Mm -hmm.